Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hello everyone, it is so good to be back with you again. This is our fourth installment in the Youth Ministry Collection. So, as I said, I've got Cameron back again this week. Hey babe. Hey, how are you? Hey everybody. (laughs) You just make me laugh. Why? We've decided this is our date night. (laughs) Date night. (laughs) Doing podcasts together. Now, let's do this. I can't wait. Yeah? You can't wait? It's going to be exciting. I can't (laughs) wait to drop some... Absolute truth bombs. Some truth bombs are coming. Okay. So Cameron came up with the idea last week, which was amazing, about speaking about communication. So I thought I would call this um, tips for life-changing communication to young people because I was thinking about it, right? Like you and I might not be, you know, the most eloquent or the best speakers. You're pretty eloquent. (laughs) Well, I must say, a lot of places I go, people will go, you know, you're a better pe- preacher than Cameron. Yeah, but that's because their expectation wasn't that high. <laughs> they might have just thought you were the, the tack on for Cam. Come on, everyone. No, that's not true. Like I'm just Wayne Alcorn, Russell Evans, they all say it, babe. They can't be lying. They can't all be lying. They're just being very kind to you. They say the same thing to me. Oh, <laughs> they do not. Anyway, so my point was we might not be, you know, the most eloquent or, the, you know, we might not be on the global uh, speaking trail, although you're pretty close to it. But give us an hour with young people and we know how to speak to them in such a way that touches their heart and can change their life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying we're not good preachers, but I'm just saying that it's actually really not about articulation um, so much as being able to speak in such a way that can change somebody's life. And so we wanted to put some practical, we've actually going a little bit through the alphabet. Don't worry, we're not going from A to Z. We're not going to come up with like, yeah, not quite even halfway, but we're doing some ABCs on some Um, different tips, they're not in any particular order, of things that we would consider important, uh, you know, when it comes to speaking, particularly to young people. Well, I would say they're things that we learnt through experience and opportunity. Yes. Um, We learnt from getting it wrong Mm -hmm. and we learnt when we got it right. I think you got it wrong maybe more than me. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We're so competitive. I'm just kidding. Um, so I was, I was thinking about it, right? Like thinking of a a practical, um, example. So just before COVID, I went to Victoria and I did a youth and outreach that a youth ministry, quite a large youth ministry put on in Victoria. Right now, I remember thinking I was just doing a normal youth night, but then I found out like literally a couple days before it was actually an outreach event. And do you remember how nervous I was? Because I'm not the evangelist in the family. We're kind of like, my gifting's more te- teaching and your gifting is very much down the evangelism line. And I remember how nervous that I was, right? But I applied all of these things that we're about to talk about um, and I knew what to do. It's just that it's not, it, it's not really my strength. And so I was a bit like, oh my gosh. But over 20 young people got saved and literally the young people were amazing. They were like eating out the palm of my hand. So there is very particular things I think that you can do 
to engage young people in particular? Because young people is one audience that you said, I think the other week, people can get quite nervous about speaking to for some reason. But we don't think that with young people. We think they're one of the easiest when you know how. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go through the ABCs. Yep. I'll D-E-E-F. Do the first one. Okay. So A. Yeah. So um, always, Renee and I, from the beginning, running youth ministry and being involved with young people, every time we've spoken, we've always given an opportunity for salvation response. So there's mm. the A for always, just so Renee can be happy with her teaching and, exactly. her, and her order. That's right, um, because people will remember when they go through the alphabet in their mind. Always give an opportunity for a salvation response. Which sounds like rocket science, right? like not rocket science, like, oh, that's so easy, but not... Not a lot of youth groups would do that every single week. Like we literally go every week. We need to be giving that sort of when as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, so there's there's a couple of things around that. We're always setting it setting culture that our youth ministry is a space where young people are going to bring friends and get saved, mm-hmm. or they're going to make a response to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, the moment we became youth pastors, like every single time we're in front of young people where we're allowed to, yeah. like some schools you aren't allowed to. Yeah, we're talking it, in the youth group space. Yeah, we're giving mm-hmm. an opportunity for young people to make a response to Jesus. And yeah. so that can be raising up a hand, coming down the front, doing the full prayer to um, to meeting someone afterwards, but at least putting it forward that there's an opportunity that you can mm-hmm. meet Jesus tonight. Yeah, because that might be the only time that they get to hear the gospel message, especially if they're a friend that's coming. They might not be there every week. But I like the way Shane Willard, I was actually talking to Shane Willard after church the other day. He came and preached at our church, and I was talking to him specifically about salvation responses. And I loved his view that, you know, sometimes we get so hooked up on, ooh, are you saved or are you not saved? Ooh, let's say the prayer and put your hand up and now you're saved. But he talked about everyone is coming from a different place and everyone is in a different place and your, our aim is to help people say their next yes. To Jesus. To, to G- yeah, not just to Jesus, but in their walk. It, they might, it, everyone comes in a different, with a different, you know, you, someone might not come and automatically be ready, or oh, I'm going to give my whole life to Jesus right now. They might be freaked out by that, but to get them to say their next yes, whatever that might be. I just thought that was good. Absolutely. Even though I know you are the evangelist, so you would always go whole hog, go for Jesus, which I agree. Yes. But I'm just saying. Yeah. And I think this, you know the thing I mean? is, absolutely. Well, we can't, we can't apologize for doing this. At yes. all, because because at the end of the day, we're preaching the yeah. good news of the gospel, yeah. and Jesus is the answer to yeah. what young people are going through, mm-hmm. and we want to we want to um, preach the gospel to every living creature. Yes, yeah, and and you're you're right. Young people need Jesus, and I think that's probably why you are such a good evangelist, and you're so good at. Giving salvation older causes because you are convinced of that going into it. Well, I know what my life was like without Jesus. Yeah. Like, okay. So very Good clear. Point. So I've got great authority in knowing mm-hmm. I know what life can be without him. Mm-hmm. So to have him in my life, yeah, that's what I live for. So yeah. I want to share that with you. Okay. That's A. <laughs> we just got past A. Okay. B. B stands for, and I'll do this one because it's down my alley, although I am going to ask you a question about this. Okay. Be prepared. Excellent. (laughs) This is really important that um, 
you know, you can't, we'll talk on this a little bit later that speaking to young people, you can't really speak for too long, right? The shorter your sermon is, the more you actually have to be prepared because you can't just waffle. You need to be able to say what you're going to say. And so it's really important that you don't just get up and say whatever comes to the top of your head, but you're actually really prepared beforehand. But preparation can look different for different people. And this is why you and I are a very good example, including this podcast, because I have never been so late in recording my episodes as when I have to do one with you, because I literally prepare way, 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 way ahead. And you're like last minute-ish. So I want to ask you, I'm just as busy. I cooked tonight and I cleaned the house and did the washing. Yeah, and I worked till late. And I, w- and I worked. See, we need to do one on ministry and being mother a mother because I swear I do more work. All right. So how do you prep? I disagree. <laughs> how do you prepare? How would you prepare? Because your prep looks really different to me. I'm like your typical, I will think about a sermon weeks ahead of time in my head. And then I jot down notes on my phone. And this is how I prepare for a podcast too. Like on my phone, I'll put down some notes. And then a good couple days out, I'll sit down and actually write it out. And I'm literally, I write mine out word for word. And I will bring it in my little black folder not my iPad, even though Isaiah is still trying to convince me because iPads give up the ghost on the last minute, which happened to you one day and I was nearly vomiting out of nerves for you. But that's the way I prepare, right? So I'm really kind of methodical. You, on so, the other so, hand. So is this a new sermon that I'm prepping for? Or yeah, is it, yeah. Or if, is you're, it, if you're prepping a sermon to preach at youth this week. And, and not in a series? No, not in a series. You were just asked to come and preach in a youth group. So I'd pretty much get a sense early in the week what I'm going to be preaching mm-hmm. on, say, on the Friday night. So I'm getting something in my heart on Monday through my own personal prayer life, through my thinking, through thoughts, through a different inspiration, um, a thought, a scripture, something. And then I start, I just keep meditating it through the background of my whole week. Yes. And then by the end of the week, probably Thursday, Friday, or if it's the day before, I'd put that down. Now, I wouldn't be writing this everything is what, This is what's okay. hilarious. Because if so, I open up your notes and I open up mine are like word for word and probably about five pages long, yours are literally three or four <laughs> words written down on a piece of paper. And that is how you can preach from that. And you're brilliant at that. But if you write down and preach from a sermon like mine, that's all written out, you get all caught up and get stuck on it's reading too restrictive. it out. You find it I restrictive. Feel, I feel like I can't. I need to feel in the room, so I keep it loose yeah. and free. Very clear points, very clear illustrations, very clear yeah. revelation, and then go off of that. Yeah, but you literally, I can, I can snapshot and put up on my Instagram your notes <laughs> compared to mine. But the, but people listening are going to be going, oh my gosh, I resonate more with Renee, and other people will be more like they resonate with you. Okay, C. Okay, so A, we need- B, A, always do a response. B, be prepared. C. Communicate to the heart. Oh, we're massive on this. This is what I was talking about at the start. See, this is the incredible thing about the, the art of communicating to young people is we're not trying to impress them. We're not trying to overwhelm them with information, facts and figures and statistics, but we actually want to minister to young people's hearts. Yeah. So- so the way to get to a young this, this is the thing a young person doesn't remember necessarily what you even say yeah but they always remember how yeah. you made them feel yeah 
And so I think if you are coming from a genuine heart of love and care, encouragement, yeah. and you're you're effectively going after that, like that's your goal, that's your mission. You're not just trying to preach a cracker sermon where the kids are going to yeah. walk away and go, wow. Yeah. You're ministering there. And there's a few different ways you can minister to, you can communicate to their heart. Mm-hmm. And I would say um, one one would be, when you share from your own personal experiences and you're really, truly, it's not like you have to hang out all your dirty laundry, right? You don't tell them all the ins and outs, but telling a story about a time where you felt vulnerable or or you struggled with something, that's very, very powerful. Um, you're coming down to their level. Not that they're lesser. That sounds terrible. No, no, no. You're coming <laughs> down to where they're at. Yes, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. And as you come down to where they're at, you know, teenagers are making mistakes. They're mm. they're they're experiencing things that they've never known or felt before. They're seeing things. They're learning. They're discovering. Yeah. But if you can relate to that and maybe even bring yourself back to when your teenage mm. years, so you're not talking at them. Or, it's like you've got your arm around them. Like we're I walking understand. together. I've yeah. been there. We yeah. get this. We know what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Another, um, and that's why we say you don't have to impress them by being super articulate. You just have to understand what they're feeling and how they're feeling and that you understand that. And stories is another powerful way, right? We always use stories when we're talking to young people. Yeah. I think Russell taught us that one. And I think that the key is also with communicating to the heart. You can't be condescending. Mm. Like you're sort of coming from this place of, of, I've made it now. I'm I'm through my teenage years, and I dominated yeah. that space. And now I'm going to help you, plebs. No, that's right. So you, that's why I meant you're going to come down to where they're at. I think we'll add plebs to fellowship and whatever other word you said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So telling stories, talking about yourself, being vulnerable. I think even the topics that you choose to speak about as well. It's not just speaking about the latest thing or the latest cool series. It's actually picking things to talk about that are close to their heart. Talking about the simple things like fear or rejection or Anxiety. the need to feel loved and all of that. All right. D. So A, B, C, D. I think it's my turn, but I feel like you're probably, oh no, we do this in a different way. D is that when we speak, our aim is to have um, a demonstration of God's power. So at some point or multiple points in your sermon that young people are encountering God. Now you and I do that in very different ways as well. And this God God moves through you and I differently. Yes. Yes, I would and say you've got, you've got to find your groove with mm. how that works for everyone that's listening. Yeah, yeah. So this would be like intentional, like there might be a ministry time at the end where you land your sermon specifically. We need to be specific about where we're going to land our sermon, by the way. Sometimes we think so much about what we're speaking about that we forget about where it's going. Ashley used to talk about landing it like landing a plane. You need to actually prepare um, exactly how you want to finish it and what you want the young people to get out of that. And a powerful way to have a demonstration of God's power is then to land it in a, in a space where you want to somehow get them to respond by ministering to them about something. Like I said before, it might be fear or something difficult that they've gone through, or it could be around their purpose and their destiny. And, and so with that though, but uh, there's a ministry time potentially at the end where we might pray for young people yeah. or get them to respond <laughs> to a certain point within the message. Mm-hmm. But there's been moments where you've preached where you can tangibly feel the presence of God in the room as you're 
hitting a story and young people are really being moved and God's ministering to them. Yeah. There's a demonstration of God's power right there. Healing's taking place yeah. as you're preaching the word of God. Yeah. And so there's other moments where I've been in sermons and I can sense that God's on something I'm really saying. And then I've stopped yeah. the sermon and said, you know, I really sense that there's some people here right now. We need to stop and pray and break this thing right now over fear. Yes. Or maybe we might yeah. move prophetically. So you don't want to box it. You've got to be open to what the yeah. Holy Spirit's saying. Yeah. But there needs to be an expectation that there's going to be an... Um, um, uh, that God th- wants to do something. That God's power is going to yeah. move. The power of yeah. the Holy Spirit is going to move in some way. And so be prepared that that's going to happen at the end of the at the sermon. Yeah. But also, but also be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's saying throughout your message. And like you said, that can happen different ways according to the whoever's delivering the sermon. So for me, it you know I know how God moves through my uh, my preaching, and it's completely different to you. So it's very typical that again, that's that kind of like be yourself kind of a deal, yes. which we're going to get to soon. Okay, E. I kind of remember whose turn it is. I think it's mine. Um, E is setting up expectations from the start. And I probably do this more than you would, but I think I wanted just to both of us to speak into this for a second. Cameron and I both set up behavioral expectations at the start with young people. Particularly if we know they're going to be rowdy. Like if it's yes. at a youth alive, out, like an outreach, outreach type scenario. Yeah. One of the ways that you can set tone, and by the way, because I even had someone text me the other day going, oh my gosh, Renee, our youth group's kind of a little bit, some of their behaviors out of control. And I, I feel like maybe this could be a whole podcast. I always keep saying that. This, this could be a whole podcast. That could be a whole podcast. But... Um, we're very firm on behavior. We don't let young people mess around. And I always set the expectation from the start by letting them know, hey guys, I'm just going to be talking for the next 15 minutes and stick to what you say. Don't say a couple of minutes and then go on for half an hour because you'll (laughs) lose them. Just say, I'm going to be talking to you for the next 15 minutes and I want you to put your phone down and I want you to listen and I don't want you to talk to the person next to you. And then I'll often pull out one of my teacher puns. They know I'm a teacher as well. And I'll go, or I'll come down and grab that phone, you know, and I have done that. I have actually, if I've set up an expectation and I see a group of kids at the back mucking around, I will actually stop my stop in the middle of speaking and address it because what that does, it stops that group from distracting everyone else and it stops the entire group from messing around yeah. after that. Well, and, and for me, I probably set expectations in a bit of a different way. Like this is what I believe God is going to do tonight. Yeah, and if yeah you're open, yes. That's another if, kind yeah, of expectation. If you're yeah. open and you listen and you mm-hmm. receive what I what I believe God wants to share with you tonight, mm-hmm. then this could be a life changing night, or or this you, you could walk out of here a different person. Yeah, and really set a, a an expectation of faith. Yeah, and uh, and set the benchmark high for what we're actually all going after tonight in God. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. <clears throat> okay, F. Fix a time. Fix a time. This is important for people that like to waffle. And if you're a guest speaker somewhere, yes, you absolutely need to honour the time that you have been given. Mm-hmm. Make sure if no one's telling you, you're very clear about what time you have actually got to preach. If mm-hmm. the night's blowing out, always go up to the key person who's in charge of the meeting. Say, hey, the meeting's going a little bit longer. You allocated me 25 minutes. Is that the time allotment I've still actually got? Yeah. And be absolutely respectful. If it's your own youth ministry, mm. um, 
I, I think if you can't say what you need to say to a young mm. person in 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I agree. I think if you go too long, you will lose their attention and you're better off leave them wanting more than them sitting yes. there going, will this person shut up? <laughs> will they stop talking? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely fix the time. And that's why I'm talking about expectation. I let them know. If you yes. let them know, hey, just for the next 15 or 20 minutes, this is what we're going to do, you'll have them. And they'll be like, okay, no worries. Because don't forget, they're in school, so they're used to it. They're used to having time expectations like that. But whatever it is, stick to it. Yes. And don't excuse it by going over. Yeah, yeah. Okay, G, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is so important. It's all about the gospel. Preach the gospel. Do you want to talk around this one? Because you're really good about, you know, bringing faith and hope. And So at the end of the day, it's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the young young people are hearing bad news. They're hearing problems all the mm. time. And so, so therefore, we get that small allotment of time where we get to minister and bring good news. Yes. And so don't especially bang... around COVID stuff. Absolutely. So so rather than bang on about all the all the problems, we're bringing solutions, we're bringing answers. Jesus is the answer. Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit is the answer. Yeah, no Faith matter what and you're hope going through. And love is the answer. So preach the good news, the good news. So build an environment and an atmosphere of faith with your preaching. Build an expectation that God's going to move. Bring mm. bring hope in every single situation. So if you need to frame your message by addressing an issue in young people's lives, bring solutions rather than focusing on the issue so much. Yeah. Tap on the issue yeah. and then bring the absolute good news around that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I would tend to be more of an issues preacher, so to speak. Like, you know, when, for example, I go to Youth Life in South Australia, often Sam will get me because he's like, I want you to deal with heart issues, but I do it in such a way that there's always it's bringing hope and and that God can do anything and can bring change and it's always faith. Yeah, so you're addressing hope. brokenness, but you're yeah. equal, well, way more Jesus addressing in the yeah, midst absolutely. of it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we realized until we moved away from Adelaide, we took it for granted that that's how everyone else spoke but then we went into a lot of environments where we were like oh my gosh I think I'm more depressed <laughs> going in than coming out um, and so we took it for granted that we were in very faith-filled environments where young young people need to walk away feeling like oh my gosh I've got I hope can, for my future I can take yep. I can take on the world absolutely right. like, I love our youth ministries thing at the moment wake up the hero love that okay a b c d e f g h humor I I use accidental humor. I actually use humor by <laughs> by talking about you. <laughs> that always makes people laugh. <laughs> um, it's really important with humor that we don't use downputting humor or sarcastic humor. Or demeaning. Same thing. Yeah, I just read the word there on the notes. <laughs> <laughs> and who wrote these notes? Is it combined effort? <laughs> no, I did. You typed them out. I spoke them. <laughs> uh, humor, you, this was one of your points though, humor. What? So I just feel like you can actually tackle really difficult topics and situations by bringing lighthearted humor in. And some mm. of the great communicators, they have an ability to address um, an issue that could be um, difficult to, mm. I, guess, I guess, to communicate. Mm. 
um, like say it's a sin issue, but then bring humor into it. Like yeah. Mike Pilavachi is the absolute king of oh, it. Oh, he is so funny. Where he, he would, is so funny. He talked about chocolate cake. Chocolate cake, and he was using it as a as a reference to sin. So he never said the word sin. He was saying he was chocolate about, cake. He was talking about sexual sin and the temptation, but he never, yeah, he never mentioned the word. He talked about cakey, yeah. chocolate cakey, and, and I remember and stitches and hysterics and laughing. But then at the end, of I the, remember the whole sermon. God powerfully did a work in in thousands of young people's life. Yeah. So that was a really smart way of using humor yeah. and addressing a very heavy topic. Yeah. And so the thing is, you can't be full flat out preaching fire and brimstone, no. faith and All and the and the call of God and purpose of God, destiny, 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 and just be like having veins in your forehead and and in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> coming out all the time you you got to you got to slow it down at times give people a breather use yeah. some humor self-defacing humor used in in the right way is actually endearing to people if you sort people of people have no idea what that probably means so self defacing what so if you if you <laughs> if you have use a joke yourself. if you have a joke about yourself something silly you've done something silly you've thought and and make light of it and don't yeah. take it too seriously. You can actually ease a crowd very, very quickly. Yeah, you just got to be careful that what you're paying yourself out about is not sensitive to someone else. I remember, do you remember that time? I'm not going to say what you were saying, but you you were saying a joke on the stage at Youth Alive I, about something. And yeah, I know Because what you're everyone was laughing. With Cameron, if, if no, you I, laugh at him, he keeps going harder. Your perception on that was wrong. No. Your perception on that was wrong. I no. had the crowd eating out of the palm of my hand, but you were feeling No. You, you were would get feeling cancelled. You would get cancelled now. I'm not going to say what you were saying, but I'm telling everyone you would get cancelled. And Cameron every now and then looks at me and I'll give him, like, the eyes if he's, like, doing something that's not like you know good but he wouldn't he just happened not to look at me on that one and he was digging himself into the biggest hole i will not say to everyone what it was but i know everyone would be like "Ooh, (laughs) all right a b c d e f g h for humor (laughs) you're an idiot okay now we're up to the letter i it's not for idiot uh which goes on from humour, imagination and creativity. Um, and so, you know, be be imaginative and be a bit creative. So when I went and spoke at this outreach in Victoria, for example, um, I was talking about being chained to something and, um, you know, try and correlate it to something that's a little bit imaginative or creative. So I actually talked about how elephants are, when they're being trained in a circus, oh, yeah. they're chained up. And there's actual video footage of an of an elephant having its chains released and it's really moving. So anyway, I showed the footage and everyone was crying and it was awesome. But, you know, uh, Mike used cakey about sexual temptation. So just try and be a bit imaginative and creative. Mark because, Evans. Oh, when he cut the door with the with chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah, what else have we had? And he smashed the glass. Oh, he smashed something. He did this. I can't even remember what it was. Someone's heart. It was a glass glass, heart. But it smashed on concrete (coughs) and it smashed so far that it hit us in the front row. It didn't smash on concrete. He hit it with a sledgehammer. And 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 it exploded. And it exploded. And I don't know how we didn't get it in our eyes in the front (laughs) row. So be creative, but be safe. Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. Time's running away. Okay, Okay. Jay, we're nearly there because we've only got JKL. Just be yourself. Yeah. Um, Honestly, 
young young people can smell it a mile away if you're trying to get up there and be someone you're not. All of a sudden, you're preaching with an American accent. You're using all the. Oh, I've heard people do that. Using all the latest sermons from the latest podcasts or YouTube, and, and and it's like literally, young people can smell it a mile away. So you've got to be yourself. Be yourself. Don't try too hard. Mm. Like seriously, just just relax. Yeah. Be your authentic self, who you are, and yeah. at the end of the day, that's. That's what resonates with young people. Don't feel pressure to try and use the cool latest lingo. Yeah. Don't. Um... A good example would be the difference between you and Isaiah. Like, so Isaiah is is young and hype beast. We call him the hype beast, and he knows all the latest gear and shoes and you know your music. your your music and you're not that right you're like I won't give away your age but you're like 45 plus and you're a dad a and 90s. you wear glasses <laughs> now and even now you are spoke, fake smoking with my paddle pop stick cuz I just had a paddle pop she <laughs> so like you are not trying to be Isaiah no, and Isaiah and, and is I, certainly not trying I'm, to be you. But I'm in a different phase now in youth ministry. I'm more being a father. That's I, right. I am a literal father, but I'm not but preaching. But you're being yourself about yeah, that. But I'm not preaching the message that I was when I was 27 years of age, just no. coming into the youth scene preaching. Yes. And I know when I speak places, because I remember walking in one day in SA and I remember Sam Long going, oh, phew, it feels like mum's here. And I was like, what? What? Turn around like, who's the mum? Who's the... Oh, yeah, it's me now. (laughs) (laughs) But I embrace that. So you're more like a father. I'm more like a mother. And Izzy's Izzy's the kid. (laughs) He's big brother. He's big brother. We love Izzy. All right. So uh, Kay, keep your message simple. So this is just a little word on on the structure of your message. Look, I mean, it depends on if you're doing a series or if you, you know, there's definitely a time and a place for there to be more um, detailed content with young people. But in general, I would say just stick with one point, like one scripture, one story, one point. So that doesn't have to be a rule. But if I'm going somewhere, particularly if it's an outreach, more kind of event, um, but even just with young people in general, Youth Alive, I'd, I'd pat it out more, but that's because they're sitting in a conference hearing, you know, a lot of different sermons and they're kind of prepped for it. But for a one-off night, I reckon just a very simple structure is better. Don't try and cram 50,000 points in. I agree. Okay. Last but not least. L. Okay, led by the Holy Spirit, and this is absolutely imperative. God wants to use you to effectively communicate the love of Jesus to a generation, and so, so He wants to speak to you. He's He's wanting you to ask. He's wanting you to inquire. He's wanting you to 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 seek Him to actually find out what what God do you want me to share with the young people from Mm -hmm. from a theme for a month to Mm -hmm. a message that week, and so so that can come in the form of a scripture. A thought, mm. an idea, an illustration, an analogy, and then from there he might just give you a snippet, and then you pat it out from there, and you build the message around that. And but so, even being led by the Holy Spirit as you deliver the message, yes. So often, you know, I like I said, I'm a bit more scripted than you. I'll write it all down, but often I'll just feel as I'm speaking, like, oh, I just feel like God's on that point, and so I'll just stop on that point on that bit and just go, hey, I really feel like God's speaking to some people right now. And that's really powerful. You can stop well, and give a word to well, someone. Well, a Tim Ross, he'd go, mm, mm. Thank, Does he? thank you, Holy Spirit. 
And then and then he'll just start <laughs> sharing what he feels God just revealed to him right there and then smack bang in the middle of his message. He's having a conversation with God. Yeah. Mm, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I remember some people got some tattoos after one of his sermons to do with hope being an anchor or something or rather years ago in Townsville. And also, whenever you say Tim Ross and preaching, all I can see are his flippin' feet. But he only does that in Queensland. Oh, really? Yeah. He always takes his shoes off. We miss you, Tim. He's on holy ground in Queensland. I think he's on holidays. Okay, so let's recap on our A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, J, K, L. So A is for always give a salvation response. B, be prepared. C, communicate to their heart. D, demonstrate God's power. E, set the expectations. F, fix a time, time limit. G, stands for the gospel, preach the gospel and faith. H, is humor, use humor. I, is imagination and creativity. J, is just be yourself. K, is keep it simple. And L, be led by the Holy Spirit. Awesome. That's good, eh? Oh, look, 32 minutes. Have everyone got something out of that? What if they didn't? We're giving our all here. <laughs> you know, as we were speaking, I was thinking of all these other things we haven't addressed, like the importance of camps and conferences and how to run a good camp. Remember, Russell gave us a really good kind of structure on the kind of meetings to do around a camp. Maybe we should do that. I don't know. Or maybe we'll have a break from this and come back to it, to youth ministry stuff. Put a survey out there. Uh, are you mocking my surveys? No, they're great. You mock my surveys. I'm not mocking. You get nervous because I'm talking about the COVID vaccine. You're just really nervous about that, aren't you? No comment. (laughs) I'm the game one. You're the nervous one. That's not true. No, that's not true. All right. Um, Guys, thanks for joining us. It was really good to be with you. I don't know if you're going to hear Cameron back again. I'll I'll think about it. It's been too much effort trying to pull him into the the microphone. I'm going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit if he wants me to continue on. Is that right? Well, you are still fake smoking the paddle pop stick, so I don't think the Holy Spirit's going to talk to you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. We love you all. Come in and let us know. Look, he's already leaving the room. This is unbelievable. (laughs) I said a half an hour. It's been 34 minutes. (laughs) See, he's given you four minutes over time, guys. Anyway, have a fantastic week, and I will see you back on Friday for the Parenthood episode. See ya. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.